Here, you guys, you can pass these around while I indulge you in. You know, I'm telling you, the worst thing about coaching is that you start to just get unhealthy and gain weight. And so I walk in the locker room, and, and the uh, BYU Dining Services now is giving us some mint brownies after every game in the locker room, and I can't eat them. It's awful. It is the worst, actually. It's like I wish the game would go for another 20 minutes so I didn't have to face the fact that I'm not allowed to eat post-game. No, Leanne is just like, Mark, you're a mess. You got to get yourself together. Like, you're falling to pieces, bro. She got me on a strict workout plan, and now I can't. Now she's got me on a diet. Otherwise, it was a great night. Super proud of the guys. Um, you know, uh, we, we just are... You know, I, I keep talking to the guys about how we, it's so important to become a great team that we learn how to endure frustration and really get through frustration and, and get to the next play and the next play and the next play and the next play every time. And it seems like the game is actually giving us the gift of like giving us a lot of frustration to practice with. And um, our guys did an unbelievable job. One of the things that we felt early in the season, we felt like. Um, when shots weren't falling and we didn't have a good flow offensively, that it affected us on the defensive end. It didn't affect us on the defensive end at all tonight. I can't tell you guys how, pr how proud I am of our team that those guys, despite the frustration and muddiness and some guys being frustrated with the ball movement and, and, and play calling and everything else, that these guys came and competed on the defensive end every single possession. It's a beautiful marker for this group of guys this season. And if we keep moving in that direction, we have a chance to become a really good team. Like, we could grow into a really good team. And that gets me really excited. Um, so that's, 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 that's my takeaway from tonight is just that, you know, if, if we can, you know, we went in the locker room and, and, and I just want our guys to feel that. I want them to feel the unbelievable joy of the accomplishment that they had tonight in terms of guarding every single possession for 40 minutes. It's, it's really impressive. Halftime, they were out-rebounding you by a pretty good margin. The second half, you turned it around. Was that, how, did, how did you kind of get the guys to? Well, I, I actually felt like in the, the, the first half of the second half, I felt like we were getting hurt on the glass a little bit uh, on the defensive end, and the guys sorted up pretty well. You know, Zach and Dalt were working so hard in tandem to try and take away catches from, from zero from Scott. And, um, you know, that left us a little bit vulnerable on the glass. I think we got standing still. We gave up a, a, a rebound on a, on a free throw, which just drives insane. Um, but, but, you know, I think our guys have, you know, that's an area where we're trying to grow. Like we know that that's a, a big concern for us. And when we get to playing big time teams, it's, you know, in actually every game, that's a huge issue. Um, and I think our guys have done a pretty good job about trying to be committed to it. And we just have to continue to grow in that area. There's going to be no quick fix for us on the glass. It is just like growing in terms of this mob mentality. I didn't have as many rebounds today where I felt like my guards came down and smashed down and got engaged. That's actually when we're really special on the glass. Um, so that's a part of this game that we have to keep growing on. But we will. Do you believe that was the best defensive performance you've seen from your team this season? Well, I don't know if it was the best defensive performance, but I did feel like it was a sold-out commitment to trying every single possession. 
with the frustration that was happening on the offensive end. I felt like that was the special tandem, right? Because I think we've had some great defensive performances, but we've had some where we're also making every shot, right? We got a great flow on offense. And I was just so proud of the fact that we didn't, we didn't really have a great flow on the offensive end, and we still stayed committed to the defensive end. That, I'm telling you, because that's just – that is just an important marker, man. It, it, it'll, it'll help me sleep a little bit better at night knowing that we actually have it in us and that we're kind of like starting to glimpse the joy of just getting stops, right? And, and that our team can kind of find that as a rallying cry. And, uh, you know, Coach Burgess and Coach Robinson spend a ton of time on the – well, all, my whole staff spends a ton of time on the defense on the ball as well as Coach Shork. Who, who's, who's, you know, spends half of his wait time now doing defensive footwork and mobility. And, and um, you know, if, if we can keep this trend of, like, caring about that end of the ball and not getting distracted by what's happened on the offensive end, it'll bode well for us. Do you feel like a guy like TJ embodies that? I mean, he was plus 28, but offensively wasn't maybe one of his three better Yeah, you know, I actually uh, was pretty sideways with TJ earlier in the season about his defensive uh, commitment. And I think the last four games, he's been he's been fantastic. And you know, TJ is fantastic. You look at Jake Toulson. You know, Jake Toulson, this kid is remarkable because he, it, whatever statistical category is important in the moment, he seems to fill it. Like he'll go get eight or nine assists. You know, he'll go be four for four for five from the three point line. You know, today he's got five. Five uh, steals, right? He just um, he'll be you know he'll be big on the gla- huge on the glass one night. He just you know his commitment to to that end of the ball tonight was really special too. And and do you think about yo? I mean you know Yol and I uh, were, were both frustrated about his performance at the end of the Oral Roberts game. Felt like he was a little sideways defensively. And then tonight you know Scott and the, their whole front line is kind of chewing us up a little bit in the second half and then we finally just said hey switch y'all on him and it was like over it was now it was no longer an issue like he single-handed said hey I'll just handle this um and and you know he has the potential to become a great defensive player and he was a great defensive player the last 10 minutes of this game he was a great defensive player what we were spent you know we were we were using two bodies and and failing to solve what he just solved by himself and so, you know, we had a lot of guys step up defensively. Of course, Zach and Dalton's effort tonight in terms of, of trying to fulfill our game plan was really good. They, were, they really sold out. And so up and down the line, I felt like everybody worked hard on that end of the ball. How did you like your guys offensively handled their defensive switches in the first half, kind of junk defense? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's – uh, it's I, I have that's an area where I have to become a way better coach because I spent the last four days just looking at it. I'm like they change defense all the time. They they down. They blitz. They zone. They start in a zone and go to a man. Start in a man and go to a zone. They'll they'll you know be in man and then get to a down and then flow into a zone. And it's almost always inviting closeouts. And it's just as as a, as a coach, it um it it it, it for for a a a, a, a average coach like myself it gets you a little bit stymied because we definitely don't want to slow down the game and try and figure out what kind of concocted defense they're in right we don't want to do that um we found some actions that i think worked for us really well uh but there was a lot of time where it felt like man we we just kind of had to go play and that's always a little bit of a scary place to live so you know hopefully i'll grow before we we go down there and play them at, at their place, and we'll, we'll, we'll be more fluid offensively. Did this game have a different feel for you with it being your first conference game as the head coach here? Um, 
I, I know the conference season is, is, is like I feel d double the uh, anxiety and excitement now that I did, uh, you know, in the non-conference. I was pretty amped up in the non-conference. So, I mean, this is just unbelievable. Like, for me, uh, you know, conference means a lot, right? And for us right now, it means everything because it's what we have right now. And um, so I just think getting in the conference is really exciting. We, you know, go on the road Thursday and, and have at it and then come back here Saturday. And it just is nonstop from here. It's, it's pretty fun. It's what you dream about as a player and a coach. Coach, to what, to what do you attribute the um – the offensive struggles you've been talking about, at least especially like early in the game. Yep. Uh, well, we didn't shoot the ball great in the in the beginning, uh, and and they did a nice job. You know, we knew they have been. One thing they've been really consistent in is is this baseline monster, and so we knew that coming in. And they came on the very first catch. They came incredibly aggressively and got us on our heels, and we didn't execute out of it very well. You know, as we grow and develop as a team, we need to get to the point where we can't wait till teams come monstrous because we have the makeup of a team where where all we have to do to get them in rotation is to throw it in the post and then make the simple play out and then trust the hockey assist and the next assist after the hockey assist. Uh, but we didn't manage that very well in the first half. Guys did a much better job in the second half. You know, Jake was really good. You know, we, we kind of lived in, a, in an action for three straight possessions uh, where we got back-to-back -back threes. Dalt stepped in the corner and banged it, and then, and then uh, Connor Harding stepped in the corner and banged it, both off the same action, inviting the same double team with the same cutter, and the same guy ended up being open, and he owned the shot and finished it and made it. And that's what we should feel like out of out of a monster. Uh, but there was some weird stuff too, like, you know, we get Dalton as the great cutter that we wanted to, and he gets an unbelievable catch. He's got a, he's got, I, I think it's Yoli, he's got Yoli for a wide open dunker, Kobe, I can't remember who was there in the dunker spot, and he just kind of inexplicably falls over, right? And, um, you know, so we're headed in the right direction, but we need to get way better. Because teams are going to come double us in the post, we're too good in the post. Like, you have to come. And, you know, if you, teams have already proven if you don't come, we're going to tear you up. And so, so teams have to come, and, and they're coming with more force now, and we have to meet that force with better execution. It's, a, it's an area we need to grow. Coach, we've seen some of the Mountain West teams have been complaining about new basketball with the shot tracker technology. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have the same thing going on, or are you guys with your We use shot tracker. I love shot tracker. Uh, I like shot tracker in the second half better than the first half. I liked it. <laughs> I didn't like it so much. We were three for 14. I loved it in the second half. So, uh, you know, it's – listen, I mean – uh, you know, I don't really believe in all that stuff. I think a good shooter can go on a playground with a worn-out ball where you can see the, the threads in it and, and make shots, and they can come in this gym and make shots. That's what we believe. We believe if you own every shot, you're going to make a lot of shots. I was really proud of our guys. You know, we talk about this every time. We're 3 for 14 in the first half, and, and our conversation seems like, hey, guys, just keep owning the shot. Own the shot. It's what we do. We own the shot. And, and our guys own the shot, and they believe, they know that sometimes shots aren't going to go in, but they know that for the majority of time, we're going to make shots because of the shots we work hard to get and the fact that we own them. And it's just is, it's how we approach shooting, and it's, it's important for us. What do you remember about Moraga and, and St. Mary's last time? Yeah, man. Oh, jeez, this place. This Randy Bennett. I'm trying to filter. I actually, I actually have so much respect for this Randy Bennett. Like, and he's actually been really, really good to me. Uh, you know, in the summer, you get a chance to sit down with these coaches and, and talk to them. He's been great to me, except every single Australian player that I've really busted my tail to recruit, he ends up swooping in and stealing at the last second. So I'm a little upset about that. And he's so good, man. He's so good. I watched this uh, St. Mary's San Francisco game, 
just with a, it, it brought a lot of humility to me in terms of what these two programs are doing right now. They're good. And I don't, I don't know uh, what the score is with St. Mary's right now, but they're really good. And what he's done at St. Mary's, I mean, how do you say anything? Then it's just, it's just incredible. Nobody would have believed he could have pulled this off when he first took that job. With this level of consistency and the success that he's had, it's unbelievable. And his teams are tough. And they pass the ball and they shoot the ball. And this this team now in particular, what was surprising to me was, you know, they, they beat San Francisco on the road. They only took 11 threes. But they got a bunch of guys that could put their head down and get to the rim physically and explosively. And uh, they're a good team. So it's a tough gym to play in. Um, you know, I have been on teams that have won there and, and uh, not a lot, but but we have. And so that's the only game that I'm going to think about. There are a couple, a couple moments um, that I noticed in the first half where you were right out of a timeout. You guys ran an action, ran a set play, and immediately got a basket. Yep. Um, how much do those moments accumulate during a game, especially when you guys are struggling offensively, to kind of help give you guys confidence on that? In a- yeah, you know, it's, it's always, you're always fighting as a coach, right? Because uh, we're very much a flow and a feel coach. And, and my failure tonight probably was there were a few too many times where I was trying to, you know, against a team like this that's just going to kind of throw all kind of stuff at you, we have veteran guys. I probably should have let trusted our guys to play more than I did. I probably trusted them to play, you know, 45% of the time and was trying to force play calls at them, you know, 55% of the time, give or take. And maybe that ratio should have been, you know, 60-40 instead, right? Um, but timeouts are nice because we can actually throw stuff on the table that we've, we've talked about in practice, but we haven't really executed before. Or, you know, one of the things, you know, out of a timeout, you know, Yoli, we weren't, as a team, we weren't managing the, the monster with a, with a post catch on the side very well at all in the first half. And so we were able to get him some middle catches, and it's just harder to come that way, right? So things like that can be helpful. You can throw in a back door. It's just, it's just standard procedure stuff. It just gives you a chance to resettle and kind of go out and focus.